Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Some of the things he's been talking about. He says Ukraine is an integral part of our own history. Eastern Ukraine is ancient Russian lands. Modern Ukraine was created by communist Russia. Ukraine was not able to achieve stable statehood and has therefore had to rely on countries like the United States. He says it's riddled with corruption uh, and with the plague of nationalism and so on and so forth. This has been quite the historical diatribe here. Yeah, Putin gave a long, rambling, ahistorical speech yesterday to justify sending in troops that he's calling peacekeepers. They're not. They're just soldiers invading a country to stop a genocide that is not happening. Um, his rationale, according to Benjamin Witz, who is a lawyer thinker with one of your big think tanks, said, here's a detailed explainer on the international law basis for Putin's actions in Ukraine. There is none. Uh Yeah. He's and just and making I noticed up. you you uh, called it an ahistorical description of Ukraine's traditional Russianness, etc. That's certainly the impression I've gotten. He he did a long, rambling, mostly fictional description of how Ukraine's always been part of Russia, always should be, and that the very idea of a country of Ukraine is fictional. Blah blah blah. It re- it reminds me of what we've said many times. Every uh, square inch on Earth has been owned or controlled by various regimes through history, and the idea that you cite one specific moment in time and say, "There, there's proof that." You know, whatever. Texas should be part of Mexico or Ukraine should be part of uh, Russia. That's just ridiculous. It, it, it wasn't yesterday. You don't get to take it. On where this is going, let's hear from Richard Haas with the Council on Foreign Relations. Clip 43 there, Michael. Then I have much more on this. One can easily imagine scenarios where fighting breaks out between uh, ethnic uh, Russians there, or now the Russian military who have gone into eastern Ukraine, and uh, government forces. The real question is, and this gets into the Blinken diplomacy, can you keep a bad situation from spiraling much worse. I'm not wildly optimistic. So I think we have to keep our powder dry, but we also then have to be prepared to use it if and when things get uh, considerably worse than they already are. Things could get considerably worse than they are. There's no doubt about that. Uh, It doesn't help when you've got um, people buying into the language that Putin used yesterday. Here's a Reuters headline. From yesterday, Putin orders Russian peacekeepers to eastern Ukraine's two breakaway regions. As pointed out by the dispatch, the Reuters headline looks like it was written by Russian media. There are no Russian peacekeepers or breakaway regions in Ukraine. Putin ordered a foreign invasion force to move into the sovereign territory of a country called Ukraine. But... Uh, you know, we often ask the question, why do these dictators go through the charade that everybody sees through? Because you get enough people like, you know, Reuters. And I'm sure there are other media outlets. I, NBC. Several times I heard yesterday, and uh, Putin is sending peacekeepers. What? Why are Good you Lord. going? Why are you going with his words? Oy. I don't mind if you mention as part of the reporting troops that he's calling peacekeepers because that's just reporting on what happened yesterday but if you're just referring to news peacekeepers you're doing his propaganda work 
That's why. Our media is just so terrible now. I just think it's that it's a bunch of woke 20-somethings as opposed to grizzled old cynical professionals, ink-stained hands, which it's always been. Uh, now it's it's a bunch of kids who have no idea what they're talking about. Um. One other interesting aspect of yesterday. So, uh, of course, Putin uh, gives this weird speech, and it's clear that he's going in and uh, starts to go in and everything like that. So they have an emergency U.N. Security Council meeting on the Ukraine crisis chaired by Russia, which currently holds the presidency of the Security Council meeting. Oh, it's just too good. So (laughs) it's almost... Laughable. I'm laughing. I guess that by definition makes it laughable. Um, the U- the emergency UN Security Council meeting about Russia invading another country was chaired by Russia because they're the current president of the Security Council. Right. And you just, you know, because there are certain permanent members and you just rotate them around with the ridiculous unicorn riding childish view that all countries are equal and should be treated the same. Well, maybe we should kick it over to the Human Rights Commission, where Iran and North Korea preside. That is just hilarious. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, ay, ay, ay. So, uh, here's something I found pretty interesting. An article in, I think, the New York Times, The comedian turned president is seriously in over his head. Talking about Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Now, I take this with a giant grain of salt. It's pretty critical of Zelensky, but I could... Uh, find you uh, serious journalists who have written the same article about Trump, Obama, Biden, and Bush, for instance. You know, so. Right. Absolutely. Well, and uh, although I'd like to hear what they argue, I would argue that you could somehow genetically splice. Maybe we could put Dr. Fauci and Peter Daszak in charge. You could genetically splice Winston Churchill, Abe Lincoln, and Margaret Thatcher together, and they would be over their head. Ukraine's got no cards. That'd be one weird-looking beast right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, As Russian threat looms, and this was written by a Ukrainian reporter, but again, you could find plenty of U.S. reporters that would write very awful articles about whoever. Um, So whether this guy's accurate or not. But he he makes some points that I thought were pretty interesting that I didn't know. We've talked a lot about how uh, Zelensky is is a YouTube actor that ended up president kind of like as a, well, what could be worse than what we've got? not realizing that he'd be involved in an impeachment and, uh, you know, a war as president. As Russian threat looms, Ukraine's government is no laughing matter. President uh, Voldemort Zelensky, a former actor, has surrounded himself with advisors from his old comedy troupe. No kidding. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Nations have chosen their leaders from among many fields, including the military, academia, and others. But Ukraine's government might be the first to draw heavily from television and film comedy. Before turning to politics, President Zelensky was a television actor and comic, and he has placed uh, allies with similar histories and key positions throughout the government, including top advisors, legislators, administrators, and even an intelligence chief. At a time when Russia has built up forces on Ukraine's border... The the intelligence chief guy was at least from, like, a spy show or something (laughs) like that. Oh, in the long article, it actually it gives the credits for all these people, and it'll point out like his national security advisor is the guy who who wrote the scripts for Mom's Got Three Kids, you know, the hit TV show on the evenings, and they and then his and then his economic advisor is the star of Dad's Home, which was also a hit show. I mean, it's it's all like that. 
It's wow. hilarious, really. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, few have any experience in dip- diplomacy or warfare or government in any way. Um, and whether or not you think that's a big deal, I don't know. Um, let me read a little more from this. Uh, Ukrainian investigative news site has counted three dozen people with ties to Mr. Zelensky's comedy studio and his family who are now in government, including in national security positions at the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is tasked with monitoring the Russian buildup. That's interesting. I didn't know that aspect. On Yikes. television, Zelensky played a school teacher whose tirade against corruption is filmed by his students, winds up online and goes viral, propelling him to the presidency. In a campaign of life-mimicking art, Zelensky, because people, I think, thought this would be ironic and funny, named his political party after his television show, his television show, which was called Servant of the People. That's the name of the political party. They named it for the TV show he was in. Good name. Okay. Actors, filmmakers, and media executives led the party and followed him into power. So if he'd been on How I Met Your Mother, that'd be the name of the the party? I, I guess so. Um, Zelensky, trying to avoid the criticism... <laughs> Celebrity has... big brother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on. This is deadly serious. Um, but the view that only comedians run the government is a stereotype promoted by opposition parties, according to one of his advisors, noting that many non-comedians also serve. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize that statement was, was meant to, uh, to help you out, but it, it sounded like it made it worse. Oh, there's plenty of people. Not everybody's a comedian here. (laughs) To avoid playing into the criticism, Mr. Zelensky has said he he has not told a joke in public for two years. And he sternly declines to do so. All right. Okay. Wow. Wow. You combine that with undeniably weak American leadership right now. And, you know, one of the disadvantages of uh, 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 democracy, if you will, a republic and elected uh, leadership is that uh, leaders come and leaders go. Policies come and policies go. There are upswings and downswings of competence, um, <laughs> you know, various qualities of, of government, that, that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, in, in Putin's eyes, in his cold, dead eyes of a shark, uh, you've got weak leadership in Ukraine and very weak leadership in Washington. Now's the time, and Yakov's, China's watching carefully. Yakov Smirnov is a tank commander, I think, Michael, if you're wondering. Wow. Um, wow. So one note in uh, in Zelensky's favor. First of all, uh, that was a pretty bold move, leaving the country over the weekend, giving a strong speech that made sense to me, then coming back. The Biden administration last night told him to get out of the country. Had you heard that story? Biden told Zelensky to get out of the country because Kiev could be overrun at any time. And, and you know, he's almost certainly on the on the list to be arrested or mur- or, or assassinated, um, which, by the way, is worth noting. Allegedly, according to the intelligence services of several countries, uh, Russia has a list of people who will be arrested, persecuted, executed, sent to concentration camps, whatever. And Zelensky's almost certainly on that list. But Zelensky says he's staying. So to his credit, as the comedian, he's willing to go down with his country. And the argument from his side is Ukraine is the second most corrupt country in Europe behind only Russia um, in that part of the world. And he probably brought in the only people he thought he could trust mm. that he believed weren't, you know, going to lie to him or take bribes. Right. Right. Wow, what a situation. Yeah. He's under a lot of pressure. 
I'd like to get more into the speech Putin gave and the reaction to it by uh, by various authorities and thinkers, just because it's a, such a great uh, view of what propaganda looks like and how if it presses the right buttons domestically, it doesn't matter if it's complete hogwash. It, it, it doesn't need to be truth based. So we'll we'll jump on that in a little bit. I've re- read the uh, translation of a speech. It's long. Uh, OK, I skimmed parts of it. But, uh, man, it is. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. He sounds like a crazy person. I think he well, might like, be. A... Well, it's like uh, when I say how long will Canada continue to sit on our Yukon? I mean, it's it's that level. But he was serious. I'm joking. 